Good morning and welcome to We Are Live. It's Monday, we're here, people. Chris Emma, Travis Trail live in Midcoast Studio. Hearing some sniffy giggling. And that could only mean one man. Look at that mean. Or from behind an old lady. Yeah. Hello, Chris Gardner. How are you? Good morning, gentlemen. Giggling puff. <laughs> no, it's Chris. We're here, people. That's all right. <laughs> we are here, people. Good morning, gentlemen, and good morning, walnuts. Put it up, walnuts. put it up, put it up, walnuts. Mm, mm, mm. There's a gentleman that just passed me on the sidewalk as I was smoking. And said to me, nice hair, man. I said, oh, thanks. That's such a nice compliment to hear on a yeah. Monday morning. So, uh, was nice hair, man. Nice hair, man. That's kind of usually the other get the looks you get. Mm-hmm. Normally, I have slew security profiling yeah, me. Very hard. And we'll see. Maybe this week uh, my hair will look a little different at some oh, point. Oh, we getting a new trimity tram? I don't do trims, Travis, really. Jesus, here we go. Is it an experience? Well, Will they uh, take old lady hair for uh, the donations? Uh, I'm looking into that this week. They were like, well, it's not so much the color as it is the mm-hmm. years of tobacco-infused uh, chemicals. I could be possibly providing some outreach in a way to the African-American community. Okay. Because I heard that there is a lady that cuts hair... Like in the Schnooks Plaza on Lindell. Okay. Um, that they could possibly take my hair, and the color doesn't matter because it gets dyed and everything within, you know. Mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah, okay. I can see that. That would be really cool. If it, but but it's, uh, it's an organization that gives it to people with alopecia. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're exploring a few possibilities go. here. But uh, normally, if it's not growing, I might get a little, you know, a few inches taken off here and there. But if I truly, if it's not growing, it's a four on top blended into the sides. See, now that's how you get your white man trying to understand black woman plight film. Yeah. Mm. When you say. Donating my hair. Donating (laughs) his hair. So, like, Gardner from time to time will go into a trance where his hair is now connected to a black woman. Oh. And he now lives life from time to time through their experiences. That's how. That's how you do it, Demon. That's how you do white guy inside black woman's body type of movie. Now we're talking. Now that now see how I got creative with Creativity it. See how I just that little plot twist? Wow. Now it makes it a little bit more grounded. It grounds the story, Chris. Close enough to reality. Hmm. Snap back to reality. Who sings oh. that? Very good rapper. Oh, here we go. The goat, greatest of all time rapper. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're gonna do that, really? Is this a new year, new me situation? I like yeah. it. If it is, if it's not. Are you not gonna get still. in shape? No, no I'm okay. gonna do that. I walk. I walk around. You may drink a little bit more water. It may take a couple more flights of stairs, but that about I made it. chili I half a Penn night. Station sub. Yeah. Travis. I died. cooked up some angel hair pasta. Got some Edmonds chili, the loaf. Mm. Have you ever seen the Edmonds chili loaf kind of deal? I have not. It's Edmonds chili is the chili they use at Courtesy Diner. Oh, boy. And cooked that up. Got some Cheddar Jack shredded cheese. Diced up some onions. A little scoop 
sour cream. That sounds pretty damn good. And I had myself a chili mac last night. Uh, you big boy. Nobody saw it coming. Yeah. What did you have mac for dessert? Uh, actually, I wasn't able to eat the dessert. I do have some cheesecake in the fridge. <laughs> You're a cheesecake boy. Yeah. Why is life like this? Well, that's how it is. Well, I'm looking forward to the new cut. You got somebody picked out to cut it? Not quite yet. I have to check on a few things. Mm. But we'll see. I'm excited. So, I don't know. It'll go somewhere. I don't know where it's going yet. But I think it's going to happen this well, week. Good. All right. I think, we've co- I, think, I think I'm committed to it this week. Maybe I should try view the process. Oh, God. Well, it's not. I mean, I'm not getting like a fade or anything. Oh, damn. Or what if I did for a little bit? I'm saying. I think there's a black barber shop near me. I'm saying. You would have fade. That'd be it's fun. on boil, I think. Because I, 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 I ride by them on the scooter from time to time. You should just keep it long in the middle and on the left side and then just shave the other side. <laughs> Let's get it done at a black barber shop. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. You, can we get you a mullet for a couple oh, days? Oh, Jesus. Well, I'd rather not. Just a couple days. All-star game's out of town now, Chris. Yeah. They're like, hey, you, stick, yeah, you sticking you. around? Oh, I think so. <laughs> Sir, <laughs> the Winnipeg players <laughs> left weeks ago. Why it? Why are you still here? Should I get it like a design? Inside? Oh, my God. Can they, do they do that still? They can. You pay them. They will. What, what kind of design? What if I get carte blanche logo in there? Can mm. they do that? Like can do tat- anything. It's like a tattoo artist, but with your hair. That'd be the most interesting haircut that Black Barber will have in 2020. I could see the look of, I don't even know what the word is on your face, of picturing me at a Black Barber shop. It's a l- <laughs> there are obviously a ton of Black Barbers who would do it. Um, the fa- My favorite part is, hopefully, that you go to a Black Barber that has a large Instagram following. Uh-huh. So when they put your do on there, they're just like, man, this motherfucker cold because he up for even doing white man, white women hair. Uh-huh. And that could like up that person's street cred. So you are going to become St. Louis black Instagram famous once you do that. Oh, God. Yeah. And let me tell you, the Instagram St. Louis presence pretty strong. So you could become a mini celebrity here in a minute. Let's figure this what out. If, what if we only took the photos from uh, an angle where it appeared to be a female? Oh, like from behind and Chris. Yeah. And maybe just a little. I'd yeah. have to like bring the beard in before I went. Because mm-hmm. my plan was not to do anything with the beard until I got the haircut. Mm-hmm. So then I could match it up or whatever. I kind of want this to be like uh, you go in. Like I want the Instagram video be you going in and like overalls and a MAGA hat. And then you coming out with like a fade on the right side and an Obama hoodie on. <laughs> as you leave. Like this like this barber is so transformative <laughs> that he's gonna he's gonna turn this MAGA supporter into a liberal in a simple haircut. It's <laughs> all it takes. It's all it takes is a haircut uh-huh. to switch your political allegiances. Uh-huh. So yes, that's that's kind of what I wanted. I'm do. changed. The I'm thing, a changed man. And the thing about all of this is like <laughs> we could actually do this because I know plenty of black barbers who would love to. So it's just at the end of the day, it's up to you on how you want to look. If you want to go for the uh, fade, uh, if Gandalf went to the hood look, mm. I know some barbers will take care of that for you. Just <sighs> something to consider. Okay. Maybe I have to look at like 
Like, and no, maybe just look, go on Insta- our hair is different, right? Right. Or maybe just go on Instagram and find somebody who's like really, you know, really good with the clippers and the scissors and have a large following. Like, hey, would you be willing to do something with this hair and post a quick video on your IG mm-hmm. and tag the page and tag me? And sure, they'll be like, sure, why the hell not? Yeah, let's thought nope. shower this. Okay. Wow, a lot going on. Hmm. Okay. Well, it's a great way to start a Monday. Uh, real quick, let's say thanks to our friends at Gateway Powder Coating. They take care of us, so you take care of them by supporting them <sighs> whenever it's time to get some powder coating on those wheels, furniture, anything metal at your house that needs touched up. GatewayPowderCoat.com for more information. Real quick shout out. Tomorrow we're going to have our friend Amanda Voidist back on from St. Louis Magazine. Nice. The online version of our friend Yale Hollander's piece is up. I'm tweeting that out. Right now, you guys can check that out. Looks like the Sophie's couch is prominently featured. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's exciting. But no, uh, big ups to Yale and uh, St. Louis Magazine. We're excited to have Amanda in. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. Just wanted to get that out before uh, we dove in this morning. Um, it was a rough weekend. And it, um, um, we never even really talk about these kind of stories. When we've been on the air for the last four years, we for the most part have avoided like really serious traumatic stories and it's uh because i i don't know if anybody's ever suited to talk about these kind of things and we saw a little bit last night how even trained professionals have been doing this their entire career struggle to do this so we'll do our damnedest uh to talk about it uh but as most of the world knows uh kobe bryant probably one of the greatest living basketball players of all time of any generation along with his daughter gianna and several others uh, Paris yesterday morning in a helicopter crash in Calabasas, California. Uh, Kobe Bryant was just 41. His daughter Gianna uh, was just 13. Uh, of course, there's another family that was aboard as well, accompanying the Bryants to uh, their basketball game. Uh, Kobe, as we all know, traveled frequently through uh, with helicopters throughout his time living in LA. Uh, he did it as a player, uh, and certainly in his uh, post-career which involved him being involved uh, with Hollywood projects and, of course, coaching his Won an Oscar. Yeah, won an Oscar literally a year ago. And then, of course, uh, uh, he would travel and uh, often coach his his daughter's basketball team uh, in Southern California. Uh, The helicopter departed from John Wayne Airport in Orange County. It was going to Mamba Sports Academy in Thousand Oaks for Gianna's game. Uh, The first 911 call reporting the crash was received around 9 47 a.m. Legendary Juco coach John Altobelli, uh, his wife Carrie, and their daughter Alyssa were among the victims. Uh, their family confirmed, unfortunately, yesterday as well. Uh, Ed Obelli won four California Community College titles in his 27 years uh, at the school. Um, also passed away uh, is Christina Mauser, a girls' basketball coach at a nearby private elementary school. Mauser's husband, Matt, uh, founded the Tijuana Dogs, a popular Orange County band. In a Facebook post, he said, My kids and I are devastated. We lost our beautiful wife and mom today in the helicopter crash. Also killed in the crash were Sarah Chester and her daughter, Peyton, a middle school student, sources confirmed. Uh, Riley's brother, uh, Riley Chester, Peyton's brother, posted a tribute to his family on Instagram. Rest in peace to the most amazing mother and sister. Love you, Pepe and mom. Rest in peace. The pilot, who has not been identified, was also killed in the crash. There were no survivors. Um, the, uh, I 
grew up one of the biggest Kobe fans, uh, especially after Jordan left the game. I became um, like a lot of kids that age, uh, just infatuated with what Kobe was doing on the basketball court and the type of symbol he was becoming uh, for the sport. Um, and of course, as his career went on, he did some of the most legendary things I think anyone has ever seen on a basketball court, most memorably, of course, the 81-point game against the Toronto Raptors in 2009. Um, and yeah, it was, uh, yeah, watching Kobe ball, like it was just, you, you were a witness to something great. And the many times we've been to L.A., we've kind of found out uh, who runs that city, you know, in the city of icons, moguls, movie stars. Um, you wonder whose city it really is. And as soon as you land in L.A., you soon find out that that's a Laker city. And the man who was the face of the Lakers uh, was indeed Kobe Bryant. Magic Johnson called him the greatest Laker of all time is now gone. And so that guy not only meant a lot to that organization and not only a lot to basketball, but he meant a lot to the city of L.A., uh, and he meant a lot to a lot of kids everywhere. Um, he meant a lot to a lot of the guys that are currently in the game. Uh, we saw an emotional Trey Young last night. We're number eight for the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, we saw a lot of guys in the NBA last night on the sidelines, uh, visibly, emotionally crying. Um, we saw broadcasters on ESPN, CNN, um, one of Ramona Shelburne, uh, perhaps one of the most respected voices uh, in, in California sports. Um, they're seeing her frequently break down um, during the show. And everybody they interviewed on NBA TV, uh, you saw uh, outpouring emotions from guys you usually don't see it from. You saw an emotional statement from Michael Jordan. An emotional statement from Michael Jordan. <laughs> like, you don't get that. You saw Kawhi Leonard post game with the Clippers. Uh, barely hang on to emotion. You saw Dwayne Wade literally go to his Instagram feed, and he was bawling. You saw LeBron James go off the airplane when the Lakers discovered the news. Him bawling. Um, this is, yeah, there's the video of LeBron just getting off the plane and consoling uh, members of the Lakers organization and his family. Uh, LeBron, the ironic thing, literally 24 hours uh, before that, and less than that, 12 hours before the, the unfortunate crash, LeBron had just passed Kobe Bryant, uh, number three on the NBA scoring list. And LeBron, after that game, uh, was uh, doing his normal press conference, and he was going on and on and on about Kobe and what he means to the game, what he meant to him, and what it means to pass him. So it was just so ironic because LeBron was just speaking so glowingly. We all have this past week about Kobe Bryant uh, because of LeBron passing him on the scoring list. So it was just this, all of his just so surreal because we were just talking about Kobe. We were just sharing the video from a few weeks ago of him on the sideline with his daughter talking about the game of basketball. She was talking about, we just saw a video of Le uh, Kobe a week ago uh, teasing Luka Doncic in his native language. Uh, you know, the guy knew, not only knew the game, but he had become the big brother of the NBA. He had become the guy that would reach out to other NBA talent uh, especially the new young talent, and they would come up to him, and he would embrace that. He had become the new grandfather, if you will, of the NBA. He was willing to take on that role that Bill Russell had, and Bill Russell continues to be around the game. He was willing to step in to recognizing his legend and being of good. He, he could have been the old guy from, well, back in my day, this is how we hooped. He didn't. 
he embraced the Trey Youngs and the Lucas, and he embraced this new generation of players. So that's why it was even more harder for a lot of these guys yesterday, Chris, is because they saw him as a big brother. And these guys, you know, I talked about it with my friends yesterday. He birthed, if you will, a lot of these players you currently see in the league that are just blossoming. Guys like Jason Tatum, who, um, like Kyrie Irving, couldn't play yesterday. Kyrie Irving, bit huge Kobe. Him and Kobe were really close. Uh, came to Madison Square Garden, got the news, got in his car, went home. Did not come back to play. Uh, the league, I, I think they had a conversation about it, but literally when it happened, unfortunately, it dropped in the middle of the NBA Sunday schedule. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't, I don't, from, from what I understand, I, again, I don't know the NBA logistics, so let me not pretend to, but from what I understood, they were just like it was too far down the road for us to do anything as far as stopping games. But I would imagine the rest of the season – will be a complete tribute and honor to Kobe Bryant. And, um, yeah, man, that was, yesterday, I'll be honest, guys, like, that one hit me. That one, that kind of... It brought you back to Twitter. It did. It, that one, that was the moment. I know I was, I was hurt um, because I just know the funny thing about Twitter is that there are so many conversations that everyone has, and it's either the a debate about politics or a debate about basketball. And that generally means the majority of the conversations about who's the best of all time, Jordan, Kobe, LeBron. So Kobe's a frequent topic on Twitter. And so I just knew the place to go to not only get more information as to what was happening, because a lot was happening so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, I went there to be like, Hey man, this, this, this one, this one hit different. That's all I was saying yesterday. Like this one hits different. I, I can't explain why, I was so emotional. I can't explain why others were. Um, and over the coming weeks and months, and everybody will be have their opportunity to say whatever they feel, their peace with Kobe but, Bryant. And, and not to, like, not even to dive into Kobe himself, but look, he's, a, he's an icon. Yes. Like it or not, yeah. he's an icon. Yes. And he's part of a childhood. Yes. Yes. He's part of your childhood. Yes. When part of your childhood dies, yes. that hurts yes. no matter what surrounds the person no matter what else surrounds them you can't get past the fact that that person is a significant part of why you enjoyed growing up right and when you lose that it hurts that's why you're hurting right in my theory at least no because it, like yeah, yeah. When, like and someone who is who's was elevated in a way and that, that's how you become an icon, right? Right. You become elevated in status. Right. You're in Los Angeles. You played for the Lakers. Yeah. You won multiple titles. Right. Like, on the court stuff, we can see, like, why you are what you are, why you are thought of that way, because right. that's how we do it, number one. Right. And when you're a part of someone's childhood and you lose your child, you're like, it's, it's striking how it can hurt you. And you don't necessarily understand it or get it right away, because it, it is a thing. It's just... And I wouldn't even say it's because uh, I've had that happen to me before. It's more empty right. than anything you're trying to. Because pro- look, it's weird to say. Yeah. Kobe Bryant is dead. Right. Isn't that just weird to think and it's, process? It is. It is. He's 41 years. Was 41 years yeah, old. The, the the idea of losing Kobe uh, just never entered my mind. Like it. The idea. No. Like you just every time we saw him. And his daughter, you're just going to be like, this is going to be fun to watch. Kobe turn into that old man that cheers on his beautiful daughters from the sideline as they make their way up the ranks in 
women's basketball. You were just looking forward to watching Kobe be an old man. You were looking forward to Kobe uh, being an influence on the next generation of basketball player. We were seeing it. We saw here locally, even with our very own Jason Tatum mm-hmm. of the Boston Celtics last summer, taking the time out to work out in the offseason with Kobe Bryant. That's what Kobe wanted to do. He truly threw himself back in the game. And I think that was the biggest irony because Kobe was the kind of competitor that's just like, it's me, give me the ball, I'm going to win. And so as his career came to a close, Kobe became this guy that was open to telling everybody his moves, how to do this, how to do that. Like the guy became a counselor, became a Jedi in the sense that he was like, I'm happy to pass down now all my knowledge. I am at a spot in my life where I'm okay with myself. Like, And this was crazy to a lot of fans, but something a lot of fans wanted because Kobe was just such a brooding superstar where he just kept to himself because he had to win and so when he became when he began to open up that's when everybody was like man this guy is a basketball genius his iq is just out of this world and his love for the sport so you got to see that and so that's why we were like anxious to see man this is going to be fun kobe's going to run a basketball team run day he's going to run a program like the mannings run a passing camp you just saw like his future. You just knew like like Jordan, like the Kobe brand was gonna grow just the same way Jordan did after he left and the that's, game. That's something here too for me, and because you when you start thinking of what could have been, right. right? That's what a lot of the discussion will be around. Like we were looking forward to this. Right. What, what was this going to be like? What this could have been, right? Um, and it's not just Kobe centric here, but I get the feeling like over the years, like. What could have been has changed for athletes when they retire. Remember, remember we used to ask the question, oh, you know, or you would hear even ex-players talk about it, about how difficult it was to retire. Mm-hmm. Because like, what do you do then? You're known for this, yeah. you're that. Even significant athletes. But the world has changed in a way where the business aspect of it, mm-hmm. players have really embraced that yeah. in a lot of different sports. Yes, they have. So it's not just. You you weren't worried. You're not as much worried about what people are doing when right. they retire because they have interest. They've yes. it, it's they've found a way yes. to make that transition. Yeah, the transition a lot easier yes. now, and that's why we it, when someone retires, you're like, oh, okay, this is over. But you also now start looking forward to what yes. they have to offer. Exactly. Besides just exactly. whatever they did on the field, exactly. on the court, or whatever it might have been. Exactly. So that's part of why I think the conversation around Kobe will be a lot and, and weigh on you a lot. I should, that's what I, I think the point I want to make. It will weigh on you a lot more when discussing what could have been, what right. might have been post-career as he had whatever time you thought left. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, the, the, I don't know there's a lot of lessons to be learned. And, there, there, and that's the thing. I don't it's think just, it's, hey, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a really gut-wrenching tragedy. This. Yeah, and it's just yeah, and I think um, I I I wish it's, uh, I wish the type of pain that the the lo- the the ones left behind are going through today, um, uh, and for Kobe's family, like uh, you bury a father and a husband, and you, you have to bury now your your sister and daughter as well, along with that, and I, I can't imagine what that family's going through. Uh, like I said, I return to Twitter because it happened so fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, I started getting TMZ alerts and people were sending me text and I was all but certain uh, that it was a hack 
Um, the first I saw, um, I was sitting in my local watering hole, chatting with one of my dream team members. I had another friend sitting at a table next to me, and he said he had just gotten text from someone saying that Kobe had died in the helicopter crash. I'm like, I thought there was some weird, sick joke. Me too. That I you as know, well. friends will play on friends. I not even be and funny. And yeah. I hopped on Twitter right away, and the first tweet I see is Chris's quote tweeting the TMZ report saying. Uh, I'm paraphrasing Chris's tweet, but it was just, you know, are there any other outlets reporting this? And I was like, so the first thing I did was click on the TMZ one. Then I clicked on the TMZ thing itself to make sure it was the actual TMZ account mm. and not some yeah, someone that had right. been able to create a, you know, a replica in some right. way. And I'm like, oh, there's millions of, you know, followers here. And I'm like, okay. And that's when it was just like, all right. Now, let's wait. Let's just still yeah, wait. Yeah. But then, you know, when some, and you're going to hear some criticism of media outlets today as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, TMZ is going to hear about it today as well. TMZ some, ABC some. Yeah, DMC um, definitely. ABC is definitely uh, going to get a little bit. Uh, they should get a spanking. I saw that take place live when the gentleman made that error because um, I think a lot of viewers had the same reaction I had was, wait, what? Yeah. Uh, there was a moment during the ABC broadcast when they were officially confirming that it was Kobe on the helicopter. Uh, the gentleman who stepped in that was being interviewed uh, from the L.A. area asserted that Kobe's entire family was on board. Uh, all his four daughters were aboard. Yeah. Which uh, clearly had not been confirmed. And then the TMZ thing will be... You know, they went with the story before and, and uh, notifications could be made yeah, to the and, family. And look, I That's was according in, to the sheriff's. Yeah, according to sheriff's department. Yes, sir. And I've I've been involved in a situation like that, and I still don't know necessarily where it stood whenever information was disseminated. It was with the Daryl Kyle death yeah. here with the Cardinals, yeah. where I put someone, the person reporting on it, called me from Chicago, said, "Put me on the pregame show now. We have this breaking news." I asked my news guy, I said, what do we do? He's like, well, we'll put them on, and we put it out there. And the, the broadcast kept delaying and delaying, if you remember that day. Yeah, I do. That, and I, I don't know that it was necessarily um, that they hadn't been informed yet, um, but there was just other stuff going on as well. I, I actually don't know right. the timeline of it. I do know I got an earful afterwards, and... The other person got an earful afterwards too. Yeah. Um, and it was, so I, I, I've been there. Yeah. I re, you know, regret not right. pushing forward a little more. Of course, of course, I was. I don't know. I think I was only just over six months into my career at that point. Right. So I was. As a novice, learning very quickly how you can fuck things up. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and look, the days to come, I don't want to, to me personally, make it about TMZ or the media coverage yeah. around, you know, because at the end there's, of the day, there's going to be a time and place for all that discussion, and we can definitely have it, and I think it's it's right to, rightful to have one, because I think this can be an, uh, an important, a very important teaching lesson going forward as far as uh, disseminating information, but for right now... Uh, mm -hmm. I think we just like now just dealing with the heartbreak of losing all that life yesterday. It was a lot of life. That was like, it's a, truly a heartbreaking day for a lot of families. And uh, just knowing just from the Kobe standpoint, what he meant, 
uh, to the game and what he meant to me and others. Like yesterday, like I said, just hit different. I didn't expect for it to hit me like it did. Um, it was, it was, yeah, you don't was, get to decide that. Do yeah, you? no, you don't, <laughs> you know, and there's nothing really to prepare you for any of that. And, and then, and I, I, and Here's, it really shook my, shook my, it shook, it took me off my, like, you know how you go into a day with a plan and things to do. And yeah. that's exactly what was happening. I was going through my, my day and, and, and I was like, all right, we got this on track. We're going to have this day get set for Monday. And then that happens. And it just jolts you out of your routine. It jolts you out of your well, mindset. It just too... blew you just, wow, it blew me down. Like, I don't remember being that clearly distracted, like, since. And, I, and I'm not trying to minimize or maximize the situation. But I hadn't felt like, whoa, like, let me sit down type of news since 9-11. Yeah. That was, like, the first time where I was just like, whoa. Okay, I can't get on the road right now. I can't leave the house right now. I have to sit down, and this has to process. Like, I don't recall something being like that before. So that's why I guess it was just really a... Well, uh, and it's weird, too. Yeah. When you take a broader look at things and say, like, how can someone's death of someone you don't know right. impact you in a way? Right. And I think part of it I brought up to you is, like, hey, this is your childhood. Part of your childhood passes away. So, you know, a little bit of you goes right. with that, too, right? Um, but it's also, too, like, with celebrities in particular, especially... People you don't know, but you feel like you got to know. Yeah. And, but it, what it can also trigger, I think, is it can start making it a little more. You might not even be focusing on that person, but it can make you think about other people that you have lost right. even too. Right. So there's a number of ways that it can attack you. And you're looking to process and digest and figure it. I mean, there's no answer. Right. You just, here's what's thrown at you and how. How do you slowly take it in and figure it all out? I, and, and, that, I, and that's why people are like, well, how can this impact you? I'm like, you don't necessarily get to decide that. Or right. That you, you have to kind of take sit, step back and take a look at it for a minute to because it does happen. Right. So if it does happen, why does it happen? Yeah. You can't just say to someone, oh, it shouldn't do this. Well, it it is. It is. And that's so what it was then what do you do? Hey, that's what it was so yesterday. Yeah. So I was don't, like, don't tell me how I should right. be. Tell me how I get past this, right. Cause okay? Because that's how it was yesterday. I was just like, I know I'm supposed to be doing things, but like emotionally, I was just like, I, I can't conjure up a way to behave a particular way right now because all I can think about is sorrow and... Look, Chris and I, we 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 joked about it, but yeah. you know, there's this natural fear. We we were in a helicopter in Honduras, and we'll, I'll be honest, like that was my first ever helicopter ride, and I I, I there were moments where doing that it was exciting and thrilling. At the same time, I'm just like, I don't want to. We this were is in not one wild. for like five days. Too, so yeah, we and we went. We frequently were in one, and we were in a. All, uh, not again, not to minimize or maximize in a third world country. So if something were to go wrong, it's statistically likely to go wrong there. And so you're just like, huh, the anxiety that comes along with that. So I keep putting myself in that position. And like I said, Kobe and his family travel via helicopter pretty frequently. And so I would imagine this was no different than like getting in a Uber for them and mm -hmm. just driving to the park and, I can't imagine that. I, I did that, and then being there with your daughter in that moment, and it's just the, the tragedy and the sadness and the sorrow that comes along with it. You try to be the button-up guy and, and, and try to stay focused with your life and keep it moving, but as you saw again yesterday, you saw 
trained professionals who've been doing this for years. Uh, I saw Michael Wilbon. I saw Kenny Mayne. I, I watched a lot of people who who we know just are stoic statesmen when they're in front of a camera, no matter what, break down. And that, for me, was even like, like I have a, so much respect for Ramona Shelburne because uh, not only being a woman and covering such a male-dominated sport, but doing it so well where she's considered one of the most respected voices. And every time you saw her, you knew you were going to get the real deal as far as what's going on with the Lakers, what's going on in the NBA. She's such a respected voice. And so to even see her, because you associate even her and her covering the Lakers with Kobe and everybody. So you understand how difficult that is going to be for him. Guys like Bill Plaschke, who wrote um, a column in the L.A. Times that was just as heartbreaking as it gets. Mm-hmm. Um it's just weird. It's just it's just something that a lot of people, um, that you, how, I mean, like Gardner said, you can't prepare for this. It's just it was just yesterday was a very tough day, and mm-hmm. it's gonna be a tough day to come. Ironically enough, the Lakers return home after their Grammy road trip on Tuesday to play the Clippers. Uh, how that's going to be? Oh my! I I can't even imagine Man. what Staples is gonna be like on Tuesday night. Um, wow, how they're going to play a game, good luck, <laughs> because um, that stadium's going to be broken. Um, it's, it's, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, it would be the equivalent of New York and the Yankees losing to Jeter, uh, Chicago losing Jordan. Like today, like a major American city is just, and like the rest of the world, uh, is just mourning. It's, it's going to be surreal, especially in that well, city. I think you, you hit it right there. It was like, it would be like the Yankees or like Jeter going. Yeah. Because there's someone, too. Um, if you're looking for something, a little bit of a parallel, whose post-career mm-hmm. was also. Very close. Very Yes. Same guy. Basically, Jeter and Kobe were almost, in many respects, the same guy. Guys you knew. From a generation. Because they from a generation. You, you yes. could see it turning. You could, and you knew as good as they were as far as being marketing of themselves how they branded themselves as athletes. You just knew, man, these guys are so talented that when they're even done with the game, their brand, their legacy, who they are, what they stand for is going to continue to carry on and be a part of the next generation. I think that's the thing that's really jolting because a lot of people uh, our age uh, look to guys like Kobe. All right, you're going to be the next generation of voices. You're going to be the guy that can that can talk about a lot of things that's important to a lot of men, a lot of black men, but a lot of athletes in general. And, and you know, it, and this is why post careers are important yes. to, to me. Because it used to be the conversation. You would hear this. Oh, you got to get out. Got to get out of the neighborhood. Got to, and the only way to do that is through basketball and stuff like that, right. right? And then it was, what do you do when you're done with the game? Are you going to end up back there? What's going to happen to you after you're done playing basketball? What else do you have? It, you're showing away that it's not just what you do on the court, basketball-wise, but you can also take that and turn it into entrepreneurship. Right. Like, so it even made it, the messages being sent that it's not just about what you get done on the court. It's like, there's you don't have to worry about that after. There's other opportunities. There are things to be yeah. done with your life after that, right. where you you can send that message to kids now, and that's that's big. It's right. it's not just that, and that. So I think the when we were discussing there, but Jeter and Kobe coming along right. at the times they did as well, um, have shown that right. or did Kobe did 
and and Jeter's you know continuing to it seems. And and you saw the impact he had internationally too, Chris. You saw Neymar yesterday after scoring a goal, uh, salute Kobe. Mm-hmm. We saw uh, Ronaldo uh, salute Kobe. Um, uh, we saw both presidents. Uh, we saw excuse me. We saw Barack Obama and uh, Donald Trump. Uh, salute, Kobe. That was confusing. Like, no. no, yeah, excuse me. I, I, I phrased that terribly. No. Excuse me. Uh, but what the, but we saw um, everybody from every walk of life uh, have something to say. Now I haven't I haven't seen anything from LeBron tweet anything yet. Uh, I think he's maybe the only one of the major basketball quote unquote notables that I haven't physically heard from. I imagine we may hear something from here today, mm-hmm. especially being the quote unquote face, if you will. Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers. There's no hot take taking issue with him as of yet. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I think today is, um, and I could be wrong, um, but I think even today um, is a day where even the the Whitlocks and the Clay Travises of the world, even I think, will take 24 hours to show respect uh, to Kobe's legacy, and I, and I think it should be that way. Um, I, I, I don't know. I just I think as far as transcending, uh, we saw even yesterday some of the uh, Oregon women's basketball players, a lot of them who looked up to Kobe. Kobe, mm-hmm. uh, again, was a huge fan of basketball, Chris. Not, you know, it was just, I think the beauty of Kobe having daughters is that Kobe even acknowledged himself. He's like, I pay now more attention to the women's game, and there are some real ballers. Like he, it was uh, Brandon McCarthy. A uh, former major league pitcher that had a tweet about that. Really? He it, it, He's like, it seemed like his impact was going to be more so and in the women's game it was. because of his daughters and stuff like that. And that That's where, if there was going to be growth, it might not, you know, NBA was going to be the NBA or whatever. It still had LeBron, but the impact someone like him could have had on the women's game. Can you imagine Kobe maybe even being like a commissioner one day of the WNBA? Like, he, he loved the game so much, and even... Um, as he had daughters, he talked about it on Kimmel, uh, about how people would come up to him, like, man, you got to have a son who's going to carry the legacy. And his, his daughter, Gigi, he was like, oh, Gigi, she, she steps in every time and says, I got this. And then he, every time he had talked in an interview, he would talk always about his daughters. And so that's the thing. I think that's going to be a little bit mm-hmm. more difficult for a lot of us today, certainly. And, and then, you know, if you're a praying type of person, you, you send your prayers out to their families. And if anything, certainly send your thoughts. Uh, because I don't think there's a person in their right mind in the world uh, who would not grieve and sympathize with what Vanessa Bryan is going through today. I don't. I don't think. Um, uh, yeah, I just don't know a person who 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 wouldn't want to take that grief away from her today. And those um, kids. And those kids. It's a. Uh, he's got an older daughter uh, who's now lost his sister and dad and. And now she she has to to kind of play the role of consoling mom and the younger siblings, and uh, it's it's uh, they're gonna definitely as you with hope and think we'll be surrounded by family. I I know there are reports, and I don't even mean to speculate, but I know there are reports in the past that Kobe and his parents weren't always on the same page in this latter part of his career. I don't know if that's been reconciled. Imagine. Uh, we may see a little bit of them. They were very private people for the most part. Yeah. Uh, so maybe we'll see here something from Kobe's famous father. Kobe's father, of course, played in the league, played in the international basketball scene. And I think that's what also makes the story even more impactful, but how global Kobe was. Of course, he spoke multiple languages, Spanish, Italian, Latvia. Like the guy just, 
He loved talking basketball and didn't care what language was in. And we saw that, as we mentioned, Chris, you had mentioned about the Academy Awards. He wanted to talk about basketball through film and animation, uh, starting a studio, starting a company where he produced that content. Um, the Mamba Academy. I didn't realize that's where he was heading. Uh, that's, that's crazy. Like the guy just, you can tell his impact. Um, this one's going to hurt. Yeah, I don't know how people felt like after Roberto Clemente. About the um, only comparable yeah, one that's we can bad. think of. And Clemente uh, was playing. So. And Clemente was still playing. And of course, we remember here in St. Louis, Daryl Kyle uh, hitting hard. So we know the impact that losing an athlete can have on a community. Uh, and then we're losing Stan the Man and Daryl Kyle in a matter of weeks between each other. Five that, days. Five days. That completely gut wrenched the city. Like this city. Was uh, uh this was Might a have been zombie? Four days. It was. Be, so it was a very. And a yeah, I feel like it was all in one week or so within a week span. June 18th for Jack and I think, whatever that Saturday, however many days after that. Jack and yeah, that's um. But th it's different when you're young too, right? Yeah. And that's the thing, man. Like that's uh, even with like you know movie stars and such. When you die young, it's it's treated differently. Um, as far as the NBA is concerned, it looks like they're still moving forward with games. Uh, we do not have um, an official word uh, as to the cause of the accident uh, from what we've just been reported so far. And again, through TMZ is that the the helicopter was doing it was going through a century. I guess it was climbing mm -hmm. uh, before it began to know. Oh, way to go with that word. Uh, so yeah. did you just go ascension and yeah, then yeah, go, yeah, it was climbing for you <laughs> idiots. It's climbing. You did that to us. You <laughs> asshole. I just was. Uh, yeah, don't try that on us. <laughs> um, Mark Cuban <clears throat> doing something that I, I'm curious is probably going to be a thing for NBA going forward. Uh, no Maverick will ever wear 24 or 8. Uh, and Adam Schefter quotes we did saying, maybe this is something the league should consider. Period. Um, and then, and um, look, we I, I know there are going to be other conversations coming in the days ahead because I just know how media works in 2020 and i know mm -hmm. how people work in 2020 so i know there are conversations about colorado they're going to come up and they should yeah and uh, and i give credit to the, the the people who talked about it yesterday no one glossed over it no one tried to sugarcoat at least i mean when i say sugarcoated no one tried to pretend it didn't happen during the eulogy uh, i've saw several videos acknowledging uh, the sexual assault, and so I would imagine that conversation is going to come up in the coming days on how to eulogize and how to look at the overall Kobe Bryant legacy mm -hmm. uh, because you have to look at everything in its totality, um, and I think those days will come, and, I, and we can have that conversation in the future. Uh, I personally, w I would prefer after uh, maybe we, we lay these folks to rest uh, before we have that conversation. I don't think there's a sense of urgency to have it uh, right now, um, but I, I'm, I, I'm I understand all, why we're going to. Yeah, and, I get and it. I'm I will not say this too. To I also understand why, and like I said, with you know, you don't get to decide how certain things impact you, and right. might surprise you like that. I'm not going to. In my mind, I had decided if asked about that, <clears> I would just say, I am. My concern would be with Vanessa and her right, children right, right now. I also understand. I do how some people can't get past that yes. and that's what they see yes and so i i'm not i'm not going to go there yet yes but i do understand why some people do yes and don't get past that I because agree. that is 
their perspective and what they see. And I don't know their past or history and something that might allow them or, or that, you know, kind of focuses them in on that too. Right. So it's just something personally I do. I would just step back away from at this point right. and just say, Hey, let the family do this. The conversation. And like you said, rightfully can be had and should be had. I, I do agree with that. Um, uh, yeah, and, and I, I again, I think if you truly want to get a, a snapshot of a guy's impact, uh, just look at the people who are talking about him and uh, the walks of life they come from. And again, I think more than anything, Chris, for me, um, and I'm sorry for Bogart in this uh, conversation, uh, it's just, man, Kobe was really, uh, like, he was symbolic in many ways. But it, I think the thing, again, that was well, impactful for me. Who else is going to do this talking, Travis, especially yeah. if we're stereotyping? Yeah, that's also very true. Who else would have thought? Mm-hmm. But no, I think he's I'm not. I'm not, I was not an NBA guy. No. I've, no. I've always been a college hoops guy. Right. That's That's been me. And, you know, I'm a casual NBA viewer, watcher, whatever. Right. I'm not, I'm not, I know your love for the NBA. So it, there's another, you know, there's other reasons why it impacts you in a certain yeah. way. Yeah. And I think even just seeing the stoic, normally quiet voices. Like, again, I didn't like to, to see the outpouring emotion uh, from guys like Kareem and uh, Jordan. Like, Jordan is notorious for not showing any type of feelings towards anything. Uh, Jordan's, you know, one of the, I think the reasons why Kobe became the, the killer competitor that he is is because of Michael Jordan. And even Michael Jordan, we finally – and here's another ironic thing. Like, over this past weekend, the NBA was in Paris for the first time. So they were having NBA games in Paris. So the uh, Milwaukee Bucks were taking on the Charlotte Hornets. So who, of course, is going to be the international voice uh, in the NBA while in Paris is Michael Jordan, of all people. Michael Jordan was doing a press conference, and he was talking about the past. He was talking about the Kobe's and the LeBron's. And so it was just such a weird weekend. In that, like how reflective Jordan and LeBron were of Kobe before his passing. Mm-hmm. Two guys who who generally keep it tight. They keep it about the team, about themselves. And to hear Jordan and, and th- these voices, you're so used to just being, you know, man, that's just how the game is. They know these tight, stoic voices go, Jordan, Kobe was a little brother to me. Like, what? Like, okay. That's staggering. And just to see LeBron hear what he said in a press conference and get off that airplane and just, man, I can't imagine all the young kids everywhere. Like, no, even like Shaquille O'Neal's kids. Shaq's kids. Oh, Sharif. no, that was, bro. Oh, that one broke me, Gardner. Yeah, Sharif was. Texting. Uh, texting with Kobe that morning. Yeah. He was texting with Kobe and he was just checking in on him. That one, that one tough. I didn't, I didn't realize. Uh, Kobe and Shaq actually just recently did a sit-down some months ago with NBA TV, and they talked about their time together winning championships, and there was an opportunity for them to open up. And uh, it, was a, it was a very good story about how when they won the co-MVPs of the NBA All-Star game, mm-hmm. and Kobe uh, turned to Shaq and was like, oh, man, this you. This, you. Take this trophy. This is for you. You, you. you mean so much to the game. And Shaq was like, I didn't expect that from you, Kobe. Mm-hmm. I didn't uh, do your check here. Yet? I did not expect it from you, Kobe. I didn't think Kobe's going to be able to do that. It's like he's right here. Yeah, but it was funny because Kobe was like from that, like that meant so much. Kazam or Shazam? Which one was it? Kazoo. Oh, that's a Shazam. Kazam. 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 
With Shazam. Shazam, Shazam, Shazam is with a, Sinbad? Is, is, Shazam, Shazam is now a movie, but at the time it was what we thought one with Sinbad. Oh, no, it was one. It was one. <laughs> but it was, it was interesting because um, those two who were rivals at one point playing on the same team, um, after all of that became the closest of friends. How close? Where they referred to each other's kids as nieces and nephews. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gianna was Shaq's niece. Sharif and, and Shaq's boys, those are Kobe's nephews. Um, and as you saw, uh, Kobe and Sharif just talked whenever. Uh, and probably one of the last few messages, one of the last people probably Kobe talked to was with Shaq's son. Um, and you saw the outpouring emotion from his family yesterday. It was, it's, it's surreal. It's, it, it's really one of those moments where, um, yeah, you just, it knocks you off your feet and, um, I mean, yeah. some of his friends were talking about yesterday, well, like, like, you lose some greats and it's. Again, like to, to Gardner, you hit the nail on the head. Like it, when you have so much part of your childhood, that's all I thought about. I thought about yeah, that's, I the moments where I was where where I was when I was watching Kobe. Um, and I, I haven't had that happen to me with anyone. Like, yeah, and I mean, it's, I mean, this is, I mean, it's rare, right, for this to happen to someone like at this age, right, of this significance to their respective sport. Um, so. To properly digest and figure all that out, I don't. I don't know the answer to that. I, I and like it's not going to impact me the way it impacts you. Yeah. It, I. I mean, I'm sitting there thinking yesterday, and this is why because you know maybe my, that's how I think too. I'm like, all right, what's the date today? January twenty seventh. I'm thinking, is ESPN going to have a thirty for thirty out before the end of the year on Kobe? Like. Is, are they, are they gonna, oh, man, like, they're going to have some type of tribute. They're going to be tributes. Because, like, like there's, there are steps here to tell the story of someone's life. And, but, and a complicated life at that. Yeah. Um, that I, I don't know how long it takes to put something like that together, but it's definitely going to be intriguing to it, folks. His impact was real, and I think you saw that last night, even in New York, Chris. Um, well, we mentioned, of course, Kyrie Irving showing up, then leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, but even Mike Brain. Who uh, calls the next games? Um, literally said, "Hey, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't feel like broadcasting tonight. Uh, I'm gonna do it, um, but sorry if this is." I saw terrible. Travis Ford got a little choked up. Yeah, he saw a lot of coaches. He saw Doc Rivers, of course, uh, an emotional Austin Rivers on the sideline for the Rockets yesterday. Um, yeah, this one. Yeah, this one hits different. Spike was emotional. New York fans. But that just shows the impact. Here's a Laker guy, mm-hmm. uh, Chris, who would come to New York and just terrorize the Knicks. Terrorize the Knicks. The guy would come into Madison Square, put up 40 easily because it was the Mecca. And New York fans loved him for him. The man came to the Rucker, Chris. The Rucker. Street ball. The, like, the, the, <laughs> like no NBA legend. Like that's some... Um, some old school 70s, 80s shit where you hear about an NBA legend going right. to a street ball court in New York to ball. Kobe balled and hit a buzzer beater. The man was hey, literally a street. Sebastian Telfair used to play there. <laughs> That's very true. There's a name for you. <laughs> there it. it is, yeah. But he was, a, he, was a, he was a legend in every sense of the word, Chris. Like the guy would go to the run. He wasn't afraid to play street ball. Kobe would go anywhere in the world and bust ball. your ass. That was the greatest thing about Kobe. Kobe didn't care. 
if it was Obama, if it was the dream team, if it was college or high school kids, if you were on a basketball court with Kobe Bryant, he was going to bust your ass. And that I think that's, it, it, that's what made him who he and that, And I think that's why, like, and remember, Kobe had to win over. You got to understand, Kobe had to win over a lot of fans. Remember, him and Shaq bust heads. And you got to remember, he was doing everything he could to mimic his game after Jordan. And a lot of Jordan and NBA purists didn't care for it. But that kid worked. And he worked. And he became a great. Like, you couldn't deny him anymore. And everybody who was anybody who's left the game in the last five to ten years has a Kobe Bryant story. And I think the Allen Iverson. Who a lot of people just one of the one of the best just modern day ballers. He, Allen Iverson said, "Y'all think y'all don't understand? Kobe Bryant will bust your ass." <laughs> so when guys like Allen Iverson go out there and LeBron James go out there and go and Le- Dwayne Wade go, no, you don't understand. Kobe would busted our ass. Like you knew, like he earned a generation of respect. That doesn't happen in the sport. You know, it's still people who say Sid the kid. It's still, uh, still a lot of NHL purists who, who look at him funny. Like, they're just like, he, he was, Kobe was the kind of athlete where he had to earn it, and he did, and we respected him for it. And it's, and it's, and it's going to be surreal to know that he's gone because he was kind of one of those personalities you just thought was just going to always be around. Now do, now, do this right here. Okay. <clears throat> That's your transition <clears throat> thing normally. There you go. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> Chris? I have a strange, uh, I, when I think of him, obviously he's, you know, one of the greatest to ever do it, blah, 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 everything crazy. He's this massive, giant star. Um, I always think of, because I was really into the basketball and the NBA draft, so I watched every draft from the time I can remember that was televised, whatever else. I remember whenever, and just knowing about this, it being, you know, what, 11, 12 years old when he got drafted, and he gets traded, and I'm like, oh man, Lakers traded Vladdy Divac to the Hornets for this high school kid? Like, what's going on? That was one of the stranger things because he was going to L.A. Like, it, it was going to happen. Like, he wasn't going to. Jerry he West. Wasn't gonna, they, the Charlotte Hornets never thought uh, for a second that they were going to have Kobe Bryant no. on their team, even though they weren't really sure what he would be. Some people, you know, going out on a limb say, oh, this guy's going to be great. But, you know, everybody said uh, a lot of people were going to be great right. coming out of high school. That is what I think of. And then this is really strange. There's a, a guy by the name of Chris Carr. He's from Arcadia Valley, Ironton, Missouri. Played for the Phoenix Suns, the Timberwolves. I used to go to his basketball camps as a kid because he was come back Farmington's like 20 minutes Guard? from Arcadia Valley. He was. He was shooting guard at SIU Carbondale. Uh, and he played in the NBA. Mm. And he's a guy who like had the best year he ever had was like maybe averaging 10 points a game, right? All he's right. like a bench guy. But I think he was my backup guard on one of the NBA games I played. Probably so. But he made it to the finals of the dunk contest in 1997. Great, uh, I don't know, it's like a 360 or something like that. And he loses to Kobe Bryant. Mm -hmm. And in the grand scheme of things, it meant nothing to Kobe Bryant. It was cool because he was a high school kid at the time. But if Chris Carr wins that dunk contest, that's a big feather in in a journeyman's cap like that. So I have two... Really strange, obscure <laughs> things I think of whenever I think of Kobe Bryant. I'm like, yeah, man, he, he beat out Chris Carr. I can't imagine being Chris Carr and, you know, having a 18-year-old beat you 
in the finals of a you dunk contest. A yeah, and it was still whenever like you would do the dunk contest and not necessarily even be in the All Star game. Yeah, it was just like, oh, this guy can dunk well. So I don't know. Uh, surreal uh, mm-hmm. all around. It's very, it's crazy, and we'll be feeling the aftermath for a very long time. Yeah, I can't imagine what the, uh, like I said, a city like LA is going through today. Like, and that's a city that's you know like major cities, like most major cities. You know, there's the, another next big thing that you have to worry about. But I think with LA. Uh, short of there being an earthquake, uh, this is probably going to be uh, the biggest story for that city for quite some time. I think this is all but, I mean, it, it obviously overshadowed a lot of the Grammys last night. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it leaked over into the Academy Awards, especially since Kobe recently won. Uh, but what he meant to that city, like as someone, uh, I saw a, a, an L.A. native essentially say, L.A. comedian go, uh, look, when I got out here, I knew right away what the pecking order was. Yeah, you can be Brad Pitt and Robert Downey Jr., but they still aren't the biggest stars in this city than anybody who plays for the Lakers. And if you're Kobe Bryant, it doesn't get bigger than that. So that entire city, uh, which is filled with a lot of important people, if you will, uh, they're going to even have to stop this week and just honor uh, a legacy uh, to a guy like Kobe Bryant. Absolutely. We'll take a quick break. It's Chris Demon, Travis Terrell, Chris Gardner. Be right back.